Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Introvert Attraction Podcast. In our last episode, we explored many of the similarities and the differences between anxiety and intuition and some of the different ways that those might manifest and appear and the type of relationship that you have both with your intuition and your anxiety, not just in your romantic relationship or if you're dating, but also just in the way that you interact with and invest in and and the trust that you have in yourself and the willingness to even be listening to this and the willingness to start to listen to yourself is a huge step in the right direction if you haven't thought about this before or if you have, but you have put it off. I have done that many times and for many years, so don't beat yourself up if you are not where you want to be yet because you are most definitely further along than you realize and further along than you know. I wanted to make today's episode as a sequel or a follow-up to last week's episode I was talking with a coaching client about this very topic, specifically in the context of the anxiety that anyone experiences when they are learning how to set boundaries, when they're learning how to communicate your needs, especially if you have been a lifelong people pleaser or someone who has not wanted to have needs or has not been comfortable with setting boundaries, which many, many, many of us are not even to this day. I still struggle with this. It will always be a struggle. So you are not alone in that. And I wanted to speak into that a little bit because When I explored this last week, I discussed that personally, I view anxiety and intuition, but in this episode specifically, but just viewing anxiety as a messenger and that it often comes up with triggers. And I, I talked about how it feels very loud, how it makes me reactive, and that I can view that as a messenger that I am trying to protect myself or that I am trying to keep myself from being hurt or that I'm feeling threatened, which I know there are people out there who feel the same way. And I wanted to expand on that a little bit because I, as I've talked with this coaching client and as I've I've talked with other community members too, I want to take that a step further in the context of introducing needs, communicating them, setting boundaries, because those things are all massively anxiety-inducing. And it's very easy to listen to that message in the way that it comes in initially. So let's look at that a little bit. And these types of situations are especially true if you happen to be an INFJ. Many of us experience anxiety when we are fearful of how other people are going to respond to the actions that we choose and the words that we say and the boundaries that we set. If you are an INFJ and you've listened to this podcast before, you know that INFJs have extroverted feeling and that many of our decisions are guided by the values, the needs of other people and the harmony of the relationships that we have. And as INFJs, we often minimize ourselves and we don't want to need anything. And we definitely, most definitely do not want to turn people off or upset them, especially if it is our needs that are causing them to be upset. That causes a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. And when people respond that way to us expressing needs or setting boundaries, 
that causes so much anxiety. And if we respond to that anxiety by apologizing or not reinforcing or maintaining the boundary, unfortunately, we are betraying ourselves and communicating to ourselves that that anxiety messenger telling us, no, 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 this person's going to be mad at you. Don't do this. We're reinforcing to ourselves that we're going to listen to that anxiety messenger and that we're going to obey it and do what it tells us to do. And that is all done to keep us safe. I don't ever want you to feel like you are self-sabotaging on purpose or to feel frustrated by self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is a form of protection, and most of the time we are not doing it consciously. So let's take a look at a situation in which you are expressing a need or a boundary and the type of anxiety and the the co-occurring simultaneous intuition that shows up and learning how you can use those messengers as tools and to start to train yourself to interpret those messengers in a different way because we do have control over the interpretation. It takes a while to make that interpretation response automatic, but it's absolutely possible to do that. And I touched on that a little bit in last episode, but let's expand and explore more of that perspective today. So something that I work with my coaching clients a lot is learning how to connect with your authentic needs, learning how to work through anxiety by communicating those and communicating them in neutral, straightforward, direct ways without over-explaining or apologizing or trying to influence how the other person responds. It comes very naturally to INFJs and, and really to anyone who's been through childhood trauma in which parents respond unfavorably or if you are a child who walked on eggshells around your parents. That's a very common way to try to set boundaries and to communicate, but it it actually ends up increasing our anxiety. And this can be in relationships too. This can very much be in long-term relationships. This is not just when you are first dating someone, but it most certainly applies to that situation too. If you are someone who has shrunk your needs down forever, you feel selfish when you need things, you feel greedy, you don't want to need anything, you feel almost threatened and scared of needing anything. And it's almost as if you become dependent on the other person. And many introverts want to be hyper-independent because we are scared of relying on someone and being hurt. But that's a recipe for disconnection. And as I always say, vulnerability is required for connection. And the possibility of being hurt and being resilient to that is a requirement for vulnerability. So you have to be willing to be hurt learn to build resilience in order to have that deep, meaningful, connected relationship that you want and the relationship that you deserve. So having said all of that, the first step to having that connected relationship is connecting to your authentic needs and learning how to communicate those. And if you are someone who has shrunk your needs down for your entire life, that is going to create a ton of internal resistance and anxiety. And it's very easy to I don't even want to say confuse that with intuition because it it might be intuition. I, I, I don't want to say that. I don't know what that experience might be like for you because if intuition comes from past experiences when you've done something and something terrible has happened or a person reacted in a really traumatizing way, that probably does feel like intuition that if I assert my needs, if I put up a boundary, 
I have a, this deep feeling that something terrible is going to happen. That's the reality of it. That did happen. So I don't want to discount that and just say it's anxiety and not intuition. And you can develop new experiences, grow, learn how to set boundaries and create a new foundation of a different type of intuition as an adult. I very much believe that is possible. So it's very normal if you are learning what your needs are, learning how to communicate them effectively, you're going to feel a ton of anxiety. You might also feel a very strong intuition that something bad's going to happen if you do this thing. And learning how to view those as messengers is really helpful because it makes them into something that your body is just sending you to try to help. It's not a bad omen or something that you need to be afraid of kind of like don't shoot the messenger in this situation. So it's not that you need to resist anxiety or turn it off or turn off your intuition. That would be shooting the messenger. But you are separate from that anxiety. You are separate from your intuition. You are not one and the same. So if, if you are learning how to set a boundary, learning how to communicate a need effectively, you're going to experience that intuition and that anxiety. And you can learn to, instead of just automatically reacting to that and then choosing your next action on autopilot and mindlessly, which is what most people do, and that's okay if you're doing that right now, instead of that, you can learn to talk to the messenger and you can still listen to what it tells you without immediately needing to react to it and treating it as if it is the only objective fact about a situation. And if you think of anxiety and intuition as messengers, they are sharing information from their perspective. Like if you think about it as a person, from their perspective, this thing was scary a while ago, whether that was a year ago or repeatedly throughout your childhood. From your anxiety's perspective, from your intuition's perspective, the new thing that you are challenging yourself to do with communication or boundaries or needs, that is very threatening and dangerous from the perspective of your anxiety or your intuition. So that's true. And it's actually harmful if you just shut your ears and refuse to listen to what your intuition and what your anxiety are telling you, because then you're just ignoring and denying that part of yourself. And that part was real. We are a composition of our lived experiences. So if you deny that part of yourself, you're just creating more fragmentation and more shadow. And I think that we feel that on an unconscious level, even if we don't realize it. So instead of shooting the messenger or instead of shutting your eyes and sticking your fingers in your ears and saying, la, 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 I can't hear you. You're lying to me. You can still listen to it and you can say thank you. And you can say, I really appreciate you sharing that information with me, anxiety. I am scared that this person is going to be turned off if I tell them that I have boundaries around physical intimacy, or I am worried that this person is going to be turned off if I tell them that I can't see them this weekend, or I'm worried that this person is going to negatively react if I tell them that they hurt my feelings by something that they said. That anxiety is a messenger. It is based on your lived experiences. It is real. And you can say thank you for that. And you as a person are separate from your anxiety and you are comprised of more than your past experiences. And you are comprised of more than just your anxiety. So you can listen to it. You can respect its message. 
And you can take that message as one part of your perception now because that message comes from the past and it's real. But what's in front of you right now is also real and it's present moment. So you can listen to your past without being controlled by it. And you can make new choices because if you just continue to make the same choices that you made in the scenarios and the circumstances that created that anxiety, which most likely were very much outside your control and not your fault. But if you keep obeying the circumstances that led to that anxiety in the past, you are guaranteeing that your future will look the same. And that is why so many of us end up trauma bonding with potential partners because we unconsciously listen to our anxiety as the objective fact, the only one singular perspective. And without meaning to, we end up in traumatic relationships with people who repeat what we've been through before because we are drawn to what is familiar, even if it's painful. So in the scenario where, say, if you are communicating to someone that they hurt your feelings and you state that neutrally without going into over-explaining or trying to control the other person's response or perception, you're going to feel anxiety about that. And you can listen to the message that it gives you. You can take it into your current perspective. And then you can allow your intuition to step in. And your intuition might communicate a very similar message to your anxiety. It might remind you, okay, you have this really sinking feeling in your gut right now because the last time you tried to do this, you really got hurt. And just like with the anxiety, you can listen to that and you can have a conversation and say, okay, I understand that. And I want to work with you, intuition. I want us to create something new. So Together, can we face this anxiety, not even face it, can we move through it in the midst of it, in the midst of that fear, not facing it as an enemy, but traveling with it alongside it? Can we make a new future together? Can I trust you to have my back? And can you trust me to have my own back? Can we make sure that even if this person gets upset with me, Can we make sure that I stay true to myself? Can we make sure that I don't fold? I don't give in. I don't make the same choices that have led you to give me this message of self-protection in the first place. And in doing so, you honor your past without it becoming your future. And just the act of honoring your past, listening to it, and turning towards it to build a new type of relationship, just that acknowledgement of your past helps you to feel more empowered. It helps you to develop a new relationship with a new type of intuition and one that guides you to make choices that are aligned with the type of person that you want to be and the type of person who you want to become. And start to look at what your response is because most people have one of two responses. And I talk about duality a lot, but in this case, I think that there's a middle ground. So the response that most people have when they are hearing an intense message from intuition, anxiety, the typical response is either to blindly believe every part of it without thinking about it, without thinking, is this relevant? How does this apply? which requires you to turn towards it and actually listen to what it's saying instead of just hurry up, tell me, okay, I'm going to push this person away. I don't want to be hurt. Let's move on with my life. 
That's one response that happens if you just blindly believe the message that anxiety and intuition gives you without listening calmly and taking into account other things that you can bring into your current moment situation without just blindly following it. And then the the other extreme of this response would be to shoot the messenger or resist it or send it away to turn against it and to resist it. And in this case, you're not even able, it's just so uncomfortable, those messages that anxiety and intuition are sending you and saying to you, it's just so uncomfortable and so threatening that you can't even listen to the content of what that anxiety or what that intuition is trying to tell you. And often this is a, a trauma response. So it's always helpful to work with a therapist if you feel like you are completely shut down or dissociated or flooded to the point that you can't turn towards that anxiety without feeling completely triggered to the point that it's hard to function. Absolutely working with a therapist in that case can be really helpful. Even if it's not that extreme, I think many of us, we've trained ourselves to resist anxiety and to just turn against it. And what we end up doing in that scenario is we actually end up holding on to it because it's there, it's in our bodies, whether we want it to be or not. And if you resist it, you're actually just putting up walls in an attempt to protect yourself from the outside world, but you're also shutting yourself away with whatever's happening in your body at the moment. So if you put up those walls in response to the anxiety, you're trapping it in with yourself and and there's no way for that energy to leave your body. So if you notice that you are just automatically resisting it and pushing it away, and if you've noticed that that actually increases the intensity of it, and it might not happen right away, that intensity might just increase the next time that it happens. See if you can not resist it, but just sit with that feeling and the physical sensation of it without holding on to it and just letting that leave your body because that is the middle ground. And if you can do that, then you can start to choose that middle ground of not blindly believing it, not shooting the messenger and completely shoving it away, but talking through, listening to it, choosing your interpretation, choosing to bring in other perspectives like we just talked through. So as you're taking a look at your past anxiety responses, see if you have ever swung towards one extreme or the other. If you have times where you've blindly listened, if you've had times where you've shoved it away and not listened. And I I truly believe that one of the reasons that our anxiety gets so loud and our intuition even can get really loud and saying, listen to me, don't do this, is the fact that we ignore it. Because even if you are consistently acting out of self-preservation, acting out of self-betrayal, rejecting your needs in favor of being acceptable, in favor of being lovable, deep down, your true self, your authentic self, it still knows what's best for you. Even if you and your conscious brain has been programmed into not listening and into not believing that that is true. So you're Anxiety and your intuition in this type of circumstance are not necessarily enemies and they're not necessarily signs that you're doing the wrong thing. And those messages don't need to be interpreted literally. 
And the reason why they get so loud over time is, is because your authentic self wants to come out. It wants to be acknowledged. It wants to be accepted by you so that then you can even have the potential to show your true self in relationships and be truly accepted and loved, not just being a chameleon and hiding behind masks of social acceptability and what you think you need to be in order to be tolerated. Deep down, you know that you deserve better and you know that you're capable of better. And I think that that's why your intuition and your anxiety get so loud because they want that for you. And even though they're incredibly uncomfortable, which is the reason why we ignore them over and over again, they want the best for you. And if you can learn how to value and respect and honor them, then they no longer become enemies that you are fighting against and defending against. They become companions. They become friends. They become fellow travelers who walk alongside you and support you and guide you on your journey, on your own personal journey of self-discovery and growth and becoming the person who you are meant to become. So take a look at this for you in your own life. If you can accept the the notion that anxiety and intuition can be messengers, try to personify those a little bit. Try to create a person or even an animal, just something that feels comforting, something that feels like it has your back and something that wants the best of you or someone who wants the best of you, even if it means scaring you a little bit, or even if it means telling you something that you don't want to hear, but deep down that you know is true, start to view them in that way and treat them as friends, treat them as companions, treat them as fellow travelers, even ancestors. And you notice that I didn't say parents. (laughs) You could absolutely use a parent as a, a figure for someone who delivers that message. But I didn't lead with that because I think a lot of us have really complex relationships with our parents. And as we grow into adults, we recognize that even if our parents were our heroes, they are complex figures who are so much more than the role that they had in your life as a parent. And sometimes that can create some confusion and some even mixed feelings about their role in your life and and maybe some ways that your relationship was more limited or maybe not as close as you thought that it was. And that can create some sorrow and some feelings that you missed out in some way. So if you feel very good about your relationship with one of your parents, absolutely, you can view them as one of these messengers. But it's not always my go-to because I think that we have a lot of complex feelings because most of us have very complex relationships and family dynamics. So viewing someone as a a protector or someone who is a companion as opposed to a parent figure can sometimes be helpful when you are working through this exercise. And our brains work very well in terms of storytelling and in terms of creating characters so that we can start to view anxiety, intuition, any type of authentic need. So we can view ourselves as having a relationship with those parts of ourselves instead of just being afraid of anxiety or viewing it as a negative messenger or someone who always has bad news or bad omens. Just learning to personify that a little bit or turn it into someone who you love and someone who you view as a source of support, even if sometimes they tell you things that you don't want to hear. 
So I hope that this perspective was helpful. And I hope that if you also identify with being someone who maybe has a history of people pleasing, difficulty setting boundaries, difficulty expressing needs, difficulty even acknowledging or owning the needs that you have, take a look at your relationship with your intuition and with anxiety and start to look at some ways that you can improve that and strengthen it and even just change your perspective around it. If you have your own unique perspectives or experiences with conceptualizing this, I would love to hear from you. This was another random episode today. It's been fun to kind of change these up. Instead of just doing how-tos, sometimes explorations are helpful. I am just kind of following my own intuition here, and maybe someone out there needs to hear this today. If there's anything that you want to hear or discuss, or if you have any challenges that you are facing with dating or relationships, please connect with me on Instagram. That would mean the world to me. You can find me at Introvert Attraction. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for showing up for yourself. And I can't wait to meet with you guys again next week. I will see you then. Bye.